Hello, lovely ladies, and welcome to Zion's Company of Women podcast. I'm Lana. And I'm Courtney. And it's great to be with you today. Hello, my friend Courtney. Good afternoon. How are you? Hello, my friend Lana. Good morning. I am well. How are you? I am good. I am good. good. I am feeling slightly warm. And I say that every time we get on here. It's like the weather oh, update, exciting. isn't it? It's like yes. one day it's cold, the next day it's warm. But yes, it's it's very warm very here good. today, but it's beautiful. The sun is shining and it's lovely. Good. So good. Yeah, Hallelujah. Good. Hooray for that. Yep. We yes. um college football starts this weekend. So here in my part of the world, that is a huge deal. Um, so I can just feel it. I can feel the excitement all around. I live in a college oh. town, so it's all kind of starting to, to percolate, you know, and it's, it's always yeah. fun. It's fun to see the students come back. It's fun to mm -hmm. see, you know, just all of that start, start up again. So it's always a good reminder. Hey, season is changing ready or not. Yeah. <laughs> right. Here we go. <laughs> That's right. Now this shows my lack of knowledge of college football, but is that something that you can go to or do you have to oh, go yes. to college? Oh, really? Okay. Ah, so I'm, I'm guessing that, that you and Scott and your family, yes, you go. Yes, but um, here in Oklahoma, like the first couple of games are always ridiculously hot, as in like we, we start, we watch Twitter, so we'll watch the team, we'll watch the, the football game, and then we kind of keep an eye on Twitter because I'm like, when are people going to start passing out? Because it always happens. It's, just like, it's like, how far into the game do we get before people start melting? So it's usually not until later in the season when it's cooler and we get to wear sweaters or something like that, that we try, we even think about venturing to go yeah. and, and do all of that. But it's a lot of fun. It's where, you know, Scott and I met here at OU. And um, mm. so the, this town, you know, means a lot to us, but it's always fun. It's a, it's a big event, big, huge so event. Good. So, well, yeah. one day when, when I come to Oklahoma, you'll just have to take me. I would love to take you. It'll be a blast. It'll <laughs> be so fun. Well, Very talking good. about a blast and having fun, I am so excited about our friend Lana Engelbrecht that is joining us today. Hello, my friend. Good morning. Oh, hang on. I was going to say good morning. What time of day is it in New Zealand? It is 12 o'clock in the afternoon, so it's afternoon officially now. We are all in different time zones. I was just sitting here thinking about that. It blows my mind, different countries and different time zones. Yes. Oh, it's crazy. Well, it's so good to have you, my friend. We're, we're so excited. This is going to be wonderful, hey? It's going to be so good. I just we realized I'm going to have to be very specific with who I'm talking to when I say <laughs> Lana. <laughs> looking up at the screen and seeing your names on there. I was like, oh boy, I'm going to have to be on my toes today. Very specific. So patience. Lana E and Lana V. Lana, yeah. oh, that's how we're going to flow, even isn't it? <laughs> it even rhymes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, um, Lana, how about you share a little bit about who are you? Who is Lana Engelbrecht? How would you introduce yourself? I, oh, man, if you asked me that three years ago, I think I would have gone, oh, no, don't ask me that now. <laughs> I can actually say I am a lover of Jesus so deeply, so um, in, intensely in love with him and his, um, his plans and purposes for people. And I am a wife married to Conrad. Um, and I have three beautiful children. I have an 18-year-old, a 16-year-old, and soon to be 10-year-old. And I love motherhood. I love how it extends me, how it um, challenges me, how it brings out insecurities in some <laughs> ways. And like, oh my word, what do I do about this? And how do I answer this question? And just learning yeah. relationship-wise, um, I have to say, I think, my heart receives so much healing through my kids and the way they love and express. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But I'm also very um, passionate about women and for them to find their voice and know that they are loved and seen and mm -hmm. that they play a part and there's a purpose and a plan for them. Uh, yeah, and for them to live in the fullness of, of his love and his grace. So, I think that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> and I hear you make very good coffee as well. 
Oh, my friend, I want to make you coffee. There's a competition in our household between me and my husband who makes the best coffee. So every time people come, we're like, okay, it's my turn. And then people have to rate us. So, you know, there's a score being. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't know there would be a rating system involved. That's yes. so much pressure. Yes. <laughs> Even coffee art. We tried to make some coffee art on the, you know, on oh. <laughs> what can we create today? Not that we're very good at it, but I, it's fun. <laughs> Oh, I think I love language in my household. Yes, same here. Oh, you're speaking my language. But I I just I would love to be um I would love to be in that that game. I will try as many coffees as anybody offers me. Lana <laughs> will sacrifice too. herself. That's right. That's right. I'll pay the price. You will. Uh, but all jokes aside, like Honestly, Lana, it is such um, an, an honor to have you here today. I know I can speak for Courtney as well. Like you are such a gift and the joy that you carry and the love that flows from your heart, um, the, the Lord's heart and his love that just, it just explodes through you. Every time I sit with you, every time I talk to you and I know that what the Lord is going to do in this space today is going to be really precious. So I'm just so excited that you're here. It's going to be wonderful. So. Thanks for having me, girls. I'm very excited to sit around this table and for us to, yeah, to have a conversation and see where Holy Spirit leads us to. Yes. Yes, I can't. Um, I think Lana articulated it perfectly. Perfectly, Lana Vosser articulated it perfectly. We're, we're really <laughs> excited to, to have you here, Lana Engelbrecht. And just the joy that you carry and the way that you express the Lord's heart is such a beautiful thing. Um, so I'm just going to get into it and I'm going to ask you the same question that we've asked every guest that we've had on so far in our season two, because that's kind of just our starting point. And like I say, every time we come on here, this is where we start and where we end the Holy Spirit knows. So we'll go where he goes. But um, let's start out with Song of Songs, because we just finished our season one was all about Song of Songs. We walked the entire book you know, the Shulamite becoming the bride and all of those beautiful things. Um, and I just wanted to ask you, I want to know what it means to you and from where you sit and your relationship with the Lord, what does it mean to be the bride of Christ to you? Oh, man, that's a deep question, Courtney. No, I know. I know. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> How long do we have? Can we do a weekend <laughs> retreat just on a start? <laughs> Start and I'll 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 drive the sh I'll I'll steer the ship, but you just go. Oh man, I was thinking about this whole concept of bride and what it feels like to be a bride. Hi, hey? and and all of us that's married and have been through that in transition of being engaged, and then somebody asking you, somebody choosing you, saying, "I want to spend the rest of my life with you. I love every aspect of you. I want to bring out the best in you. I want to be there in the worst of you. So for me, the, it's the same like Jesus is pursuing us so deeply, so intently and, and so purposefully, you know, and he wants to walk with us. He wants to be in all aspects of our lives. He wants to be on the mountaintops or in the valleys. He, he wants this whole within because, I mean, I was reading Song of Songs again, and it's this whole concept of within that he's, he's inviting us to go into that place in our hearts where he already has prepared this beautiful banquet table where he's already given us everything we need to reflect beauty, to reflect grace, to reflect mercy. The completeness, we lack nothing. To be a bride, everything is provided for you. Your house is provided for you. Your provision is there. Your care is there. Your love is there. This is this unlimited... Um, source and relationship this is this the continual dance for me too so being a bride is like the festival the feast of being with my lover the lover of my soul who loves me more than I actually still realize I'm realizing every day more and more how impactful his love is how mm. beautiful it is how it changes. Like, I mean, we get changed by love. We are designed for love. Our inner being comes alive in love. And even if you think of a child 
and and how they grow it is within love that they find their voice that they find their purpose that they find healing that they find truth um love is such a powerful key for me it's like one of those things that um that we, it's a gift that we get to unwrap every day and it gets expressed in so many different ways that I think we're still learning about. I don't even know if we can fully comprehend what love means and to be a bride as we are entitled to that love. That is mm -hmm. our gift. He gives it to us freely without us mm -hmm. even having to strive, without yeah. even having to try. He's just here. He's like, let me just love you. Let me just be your lover, your bridegroom. Let me just walk with you. Let me just provide for you. Let me cover you. Let me bring healing for you. Let me call out your voice. Let me shine out your beauty. Oh, can I go on? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So good. Oh, it's just when you're talking, Lana, I just wrote down um, just some key words that I was hearing. And so I heard when you first started talking about how, you know, he's always with us and he invites us within and this word present is just like booming in my ears. And I'm like, yes, like he is present with us. And then you went to everything is provided, like everything that we need is given to us. And I was like, oh, yes, so as we're present, uh, sorry, as he's present and we are in him, he's in us. Everything is provided like that, that place of rest again, that place of no striving. And then you went on to um, you were talking about um, joy and overflow and you're talking about his love. And I'm like seeing this overflow bubbling over as you were speaking. And I heard these words and I think you might have actually said them as well, like in love. And when I heard those words, it was like I saw this beautiful dance that you were talking about. And I was thinking, you know, the more I am in love with him and the more I live in his love, then everything just overflows from that place. And just even as you're sharing, like there's this bubbling overflow that is spilling out of you that comes in that revelation of his love and being the bride. And I just, I love what you said because it was this effortless rhythm of his dance that I could feel that I am just living in the love of Christ. And in that place of love, I find my purpose. I find healing. I find freedom. I find my voice. Ah, oh, so beautiful. So beautiful. It was beautiful. And I, as you were, as you were speaking, Lana, I, I jotted down a few of the things that I was just like those heart messages that I was hearing. And what I wrote down is relax in, in, into his love. Cause that's a big thing for me with, with me and Jesus is, you know, he's always telling me to, um, like, you know how there's always, we hear a lot of messages of like press in and, you know, lean forward, but the Lord often tells me to just lean back mm -hmm. because it's that place of just like, it's that posture of relaxing. Like I don't have to be on. I can mm -hmm. just, you know, sit back and relax with him because he's the one that knows me better than anybody. And I don't have to, I don't have to be concerned with how he sees me because he's reassured me time and time and time again of how he sees me within his love. And there's something about that, that, you know, I heard you saying it, it's like within that love, you know, your children find healing and they find truth. And that's so true of us as well. You know, within that place of love where we get to just lean back and relax in him. Cause that's a, that's a big thing. I think a lot of people struggle with relaxing in their position as the bride or relaxing. And I don't mean like we just become flippant. I, I mean that we relax as in we breathe out, exhale, and we rest, you know, in that place of his love for us. And that's, that's huge. And it is something that you're right. We do get to unwrap that every day. That's always there. That's a constant. Um, and that lends itself to healing. You know, that lends itself into that place of, um, of truth and peace. Um, so just, I love that. I love the, that what you were, what you were saying about that. And I, and I wanted to ask you a little bit too, because I jotted it down before we even started, you know, this theme of motherhood, it's so strong over you. And I know it's such a passion of yours, but I wrote down, you know, being the bride in the area of, 
of motherhood. What has that been like for you to understand, you know, your identity, who you are in the body of Christ as the bride of Christ? And then how does that carry forward for you? Like in your relationship with your children, is that something that you talk about with them? Yes. Oh man, this is, that's like sacred ground, isn't it? When you get to sit with your children and they can journey with you in in your joy moments or in this revelation moments. And they are actually the ones that taste the fruit of the transformation. If you really want to know whether you've changed, you can ask your children because they would honestly <laughs> say to you, listen, mom has changed or dad has changed. And in this, um, I would say I've been on a journey of like four years of unraveling and his love and, and really finding my identity and moving away from performance and, you know, getting my identity in performance and um, moving in a place of the love seed and understanding that Jesus loves me for who I am, that I don't have to do anything to gain that. I don't have to perform in a certain career or sound a certain way. And having those pressures off me has given me the freedom to not let my kids walk that route, to actually Mm -hmm. give them the freedom to make choices that fits their design and the way he created them and not expect them to look a certain way or express it a certain way so for example my son Samuel is really into into music and um he wants to make a career out of it coming out of a South African um background that was never allowed it is not something that pays the bills it's not something that makes sense you know and and both me and Conrad were professionally trained like Conrad's um, an anifetist and I was a chartered accountant so we grew up in this whole thing about you need to have a career that's where your provision is and that's how you stay stable and all of that but now we get to mother and father a child that does not fit that box (laughs) and if if we were still searching for our identity and our love within what we were doing, we wouldn't have been able to provide this environment where my son can find his true expression and have the freedom to live out the dreams that God's planted in his heart. So by becoming free in the love that God's given us and 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 really sitting in it and untangling some of the the wrong mindsets that we were brought up into has given us the ability to create spaces of freedom for our children and they don't have to go through these cycles they can you know it's that whole saying that they say your um, ceiling becomes uh, the platform isn't it they get launched upon what you do but as we as parents as mums as we find our true identity and we don't have to live for our children because what I've seen a lot um, and and the environment that I'm in with walking with mums and stuff a lot of them have been living through their children for their children's through their children's um, achievements and and you know so that we have had kids that were doing 18 activities a week and you know and they were just running from one place to another and we we and through that we are feeding this whole thing that you know your identity is in what you do not in who you are because yeah. we're creating as parents we're creating this belief system for them that we've bought into but as soon as we sit in love and we become love and we understand the freedom within love we create spaces for our children to breathe to actually find themselves to actually yes. be creative you know yeah. to, just say no I don't have to buy into this chasing the next thing chasing and and you know I can actually just be me and it is okay there are people that celebrate me but my parents celebrate me but Jesus above all celebrates me because I can have time to sit with him I can have time to relish in his love I can feel and see how he's transformed my parents mm. to not have those pressures of life on them now and living in, in a knowing and knowing that he loves them 
and that whole thing of making mistakes, you know, because we all grow grew up in this. Oh, I just don't want to do the wrong thing. I always just want to do the right thing. And I love I love Matt's take on you know the tree of life um, aspect, and we talk about it a lot in our house with my kids. Mm -hmm. Is when they come and sit with me and ask me about, oh, what about this? And then we're like, are you fearing that you're making the wrong thing? Is there actually mm -hmm. a wrong outcome? Because mm -hmm. I sometimes think we as parents even make don't make decisions because we're so scared we're doing the wrong thing. If, but children are made to explore. We are made to explore. We are children too. Mm -hmm. And as the bride, we get to explore with them. We get to go into these different spaces of thinking differently. We're not supposed to think the same as the world. We're not supposed to buy into these systems of, of doing things, you know. And as soon as we step out of it, it's just a revelation that you get of a part of your heart that you wouldn't have had before if it's not by yeah. stepping out. So the kids yeah. see that and they get mm -hmm. bold. They get courageous more than what we were at that age. You know, like, yeah. I, like I would not have had the courage that like my kids have now. I didn't have it at that age. And mm -hmm. it's lovely to see, lovely to see the freedom they have to explore, to question. I mean, how many times do we really give kids the opportunity to question? And I mean, even if we look at the Shulamite, she said stuff. She was like voicing things out that was in her heart and there was space to do that. So by, you know, sitting in the love seat as the mum ourselves, by creating these spaces for ourselves to question, we get more empowered to steward our kids' questions, mm -hmm. to help you know step into more freedom without this judgment of saying oh this is right or wrong but actually saying what is behind your heart of what's the heart of the question what's behind it actually what are you actually saying what are you actually exploring and not just labeling it, it for something hi yeah no no I, I think that that's brilliant and you know I think it's important to remember like asking a question or questioning doesn't mean rejecting it actually means that there's a desire to go further, to know more, to learn more, to, to be seen more or to see more. And so questions are a really good thing. They're an open invitation. They're a, a discussion point, a jumping off point. And uh, as someone who values questions and I learn, you know, that's one of the ways that I learn is through questions. Um, my mind works very quickly. And so you know, I learned to value those because <laughs> that's not, it wasn't always, um, there wasn't always space for that for me. And so that's something I try to be sensitive to. And I, you know, your children will challenge you to change patterns that are underwritten, just kind of like under the surface. There. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful, but my gosh, it's, Oh, I feel like the Lord gives you specifically like you need this kid because you need this to come out and be. <laughs> oh, <so> yeah. <laughs> but I love that. And I love that, you know, you're talking about design. What I hear you saying is like, we don't want we don't want our children to get to the point where they have to choose between their design and our approval. Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. Because how often does that happen? Yeah. And it can happen very easily and very quickly. And so, you know, part of that, that Bible verse where it's train up a child in the way that, that he should mm -hmm. go. And when he's old, he will not part of that part with it. Um, part, that meaning of that, one of the meanings of that is like train up the child in the way of his bend. So the way that the Lord has bent them to go, has made them, designed them to be, do, think their passions their desires, the things that they enjoy, like that's been put into them. Train them up in that way. Like as they're going, you're teaching them along that pathway. And so that when, they, when they're older, they know who they are and they know who they are in him. And I'm not, I mean, I'm far from the finish line. I have three, my oldest is only 14. So I have a long way to go, but you know, I'm speaking to myself as much as anybody else that you know, and it's, and it applies to us too, because so much of us in the, in the body and in, especially like even learning this concept of being the bride, 
for a lot of people, it's an unlearning of things first. There's a lot that they have to pull off that we have to pull off that we have to chuck out or say, that's not working for me anymore. That's not in alignment with the word of God. I have to let that go. And I'm going to change my thinking and my posture with him. So there's a lot involved in that, you know, Mm -hmm. but I think that that's really important in that, you know, especially with our kids and you talk about the unraveling Lana, like Jesus loves to do that. (laughs) He doesn't care where we're at in life. He doesn't care how old we are or what we have going on. He's always up for a good unraveling. Um, And I say that with a lot of, of, you know, humor, because that's one of the things that I talked about. I've had moments in my life where I'm like, everything's falling apart. And the Lord's like, no, I'm just unbinding you. And I'm like, but it's falling apart. You know, everything I tried to hold together, you're just like, so it's, you know, I, I get it, it's, but, and especially in the area of just parenting and, and loving the children, I love that, that it's, we don't make them choose between their mm-hmm. design and our approval. They have our approval. They have our love because they're our children and yes. they get to walk in that, in that process of, of learning who they are in him. So that's what, that's beautiful. Yeah, so good. I was thinking as well, um, as you were talking, Lana, and then as you were talking as well, Courtney, I wrote these words down, there is life found in the original design. And then underneath, like I, I, I circled it, but then underneath, it was like in the spirit, I saw this circle that I'd drawn on my piece of paper on this line that was called love. And as I'm looking at it, I'm like, yeah, like actually when love is the foundation and love is actually, that's like, that's the bottom line. Like love is the bottom line. And as I create that environment for my children, as I love my children well, as I raise them in that place of love, then they're going to flourish in that place of original design. And I loved what you said, Courtney, about the approval and, um, and the original design because for someone like me who grew up very much a perfectionist, very much believing that I'm not good enough, I need to be a certain way, I need to have everything perfect. Like, guys, I used to clean my room like three times a day. Like I'm not talking just like clean. I'm talking like dust all the shelves. Like I couldn't handle anything not looking perfect. And so growing up that way, then becoming an adult, finishing school and and I'm like, well, what do I do? Like, what do I do now? What's the next step? And I knew that my dad was always very much, uh, he'd always say to me, you know, you have a job that pays a lot of money and so go go to university. I'm like, all right, I'll go to university. And I started studying law for a year and I'm like, I died in that year. Like little by little, the inside of me was like dying inside. And I remember one day I was coming home from church and the Lord spoke to me and he said, I want you to go to Bible college. And immediately every part of my being went, I felt this life. And in that, that journey, I realized that I had really lived in a place where I was not being true to my original design and what the Lord had called me to. I was living in a place where I have to get the approval of my dad. Like I want my dad to be proud of me. And my dad is amazing. And I love my dad to pieces. He's an amazing man. But it was very, um, very much like, here's the bar. Okay, you've got there. All right, let's move it a little bit higher. So for me, the definition of love became when you're perfect, you will have my love. When you're perfect or when you meet this bar, then you have my approval, which equals my love. And so then translating that into let's become like a believer and take that, all of that, and put that on the Lord. And that becomes a place where there is no life in that. There is absolutely no life. There is no place of thriving. There is no place of being able to dream. You are living constantly in this place that is absolutely exhausting of trying to match up and trying to make it to whatever bar you think it is that's not actually really there. And so hearing what you're sharing, Lana, and then what you were sharing, Courtney, it just reminded me again of the power of what happens when we know we are truly loved. And I think sometimes in uh in in especially prophetic circles there can be a lot of talk about prophetic words and encounters and they're wonderful i love encounters i love prophetic words i love hearing from the lord i love prophecy 
But when it gets to a place where love becomes, oh, yeah, I know Jesus loves me. Let's move on to the next thing. I think right now God is bringing us back to that foundation that what are the two greatest commandments? Like there is no accident that Jesus said the two greatest commandments, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. Like it's about love. And I just, I love this conversation because it really, I think, brings us back to the place that when we are truly loved, I know I'm loved by him, not dependent upon my actions, my my uh, attempts at being perfect, which are absolutely (laughs) filthy rags, right? I I can't do anything to bring righteousness to myself. Um, When I recognize that I'm loved by him and he's not going to wake up tomorrow and say, I actually don't love you today, like that love is always the same. And his his look of delight and, and his look to draw me into his eyes that are like flames of fire every day, that then causes me to be able to dream. It causes me to be able to live in a place of my original design without apology and to actually flourish. And so I just really wanted to comment on this because I think it's really a really good reminder, especially as daughters in this hour, that that's where it like (laughs) bottom line, he loves you, he delights in you. And from that place, you come to life and flourish in your original design. Yeah, that's so good. And it's so true. And it's that foundation place that it's, we've, we talked about it all through Song of Songs. It's that place of understanding, okay, where am I? I I am the bride. I am in his heart. I am in his love. And so from that space and from that place, I launch and I go. Um, It's, it's beautiful. And I, I was glancing down because the Lord had me in um, Psalms today and there's just a verse here that is speaking. So I want to share it with you guys. It's just a short one, but it's Psalm 17 and it's verse eight. It says, protect me from harm. Keep an eye on me like you would a child. And that word for child actually means daughter reflected in the twinkling of your eye. Yes. Hide me within the shelter of your embrace under your outstretched wings. Mm And in the the verse right above that, he's, he's saying like, um, make your pure one wonderful to me, like you do for all of those who turn aside to hide themselves in you. And I love that every time I think about the father, I think father, child, father, son, father, daughter relationships, like what we're talking about here. For me, it's that place of knowing that I can, I have some place where I can literally take myself and hide myself in him. And it's not a hiding as in, I want to just completely shut out the outer world. It's like, I just want to be so completely surrounded by you that I, I can just let everything down, you know, cause I think as moms, we have a lot of things that we're responsible for. There's a lot of things that we are taking care of during the day. And it can kind of feel like holding all of these things up and together, but really, you know, as a mother and as someone who's still, you're still part of the bride of Christ, whether you're, a, you know, a physical mom, a spiritual mama, or you're, you know, you're a daughter, you're a part of the bride, but it's that place of knowing that like we are in him and he is the one that is holding all of these things together. And even though we're mothering, I still need to be fathered like yeah. big time, probably constantly. more than any and constantly. And especially in my mothering, I'm like, help, like I need dad, like <laughs> tell me what to do. <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> so yeah, that that's a big one for me. I love the concept of you know you know you talk about hide um, but that's a choice we get every time. That's an invitation, you know, that he's saying I'm here. Just come in, come within me, because I will wrap you in my love. I will protect you. I will give you the answers that you need for this. But it. It depends on us, isn't it? It's like, do we turn and hide ourselves in him or do we fall back mm-hmm. on how we are trained, you know, to respond to certain things? Do we look at these, in, you know, at these moments of motherhood where we get challenged and say, oh, Lord, 
um, I will just come and sit with you a little bit here with it. Or do we just react out of our own insecurities and try and find our own solutions in it? And a lot of the times what I've found in motherhood is like when my child's going through something, there's actually something that I need to learn out of it. It's not, mm -hmm. it's not only their journey, it's the family's journey. So when they're struggling with, with feeling rejected, then we get to explore what does love really look like? How, what does it look like to still love a person even though you feel they're not really bringing out the best in you, loving you in a way that they don't really know? Because I think sometimes we expect people to love us in a certain way, but they just don't have the ability to do that. Mm -hmm. They just don't have the skills to do that. And then we buy into this conversation. We're rejected. We're not good enough. Mm -hmm. But in actual fact, it's an invitation for us to, to, to go to the one who is love. Because if we abide in the one who is love, then we become love. And, and then we can love others. And they see that. They see that there's a peace that we carry. There's this stability that even when you know a lot of us are, are going through trials like we as a family had like two car crashes in a week you know and people will look at us and they're like ah what's what's going why are you not why are you not falling to pieces mm. we're not falling to pieces because we abide in the one that's love because we know that it didn't call them off god we know that he already had a solution for us you know and that he will turn this around for his glory and for his honor. So we chose to abide in him in that moment instead of saying, oh my word, this is horrific. How could it happen? Why did it happen? You know, this whole kind of questioning why. Instead, we chose to hide in him and say, okay, Abba, I'm going to rest in you now. I know you have showed me that you are carrying my kids, that you are protecting them above what I could ever do for them and now they have a reality of of your protection that nobody can take away from them they have experienced it firsthand yes it was an uncomfortable and a challenging situation but they get to experience your love within the chaos within the mess within you know what looks you know very traumatizing to to people and we're like no, we're not going that route. We're staying in the one who is love. And through this, we experience it as love. And people get invited to taste that too. It's that, like you were um, saying, Lana, it's an overflow. You mm. cannot help but to overflow because we cannot contain his love. You know what I mean? <laughs> Even yeah. though it's within us, it's just, it's this fragrance. Because, I mean, the Song of Songs talks about fragrance. It's this fragrance that we carry into situations that changes the aroma around us, that changes people's heart because our hearts are designed to desire that love. Mm -hmm. And when people see that, they want that because that's our design. Our design is to dwell in love, to express it, to experience it, to find peace in it. You know, it's, it's a healing place for us. It's a place of freedom, of restoration, of hope. But we get to hide ourselves in it. It is yeah. not a thing that he ever forces on us. Mm. He's saying, here I am, let me love you. Even in this, in the stuff that doesn't make sense, let me love you. Choose mm. me in this. Wow. I was just thinking, Lana, as you were sharing, you know, in Ephesians 3, uh, where it talks about the love of God. And I love it in the um, in the Passion Translation. Um, oh, I haven't got it open in front of me, but the language that that is used in the way that it's written, it's like, you know, it, it's not language that communicates like, oh, come and jump in the little puddle of God's love. It's like how high, how deep, how wide is his love. And it's this journey of discovery, like you said before. And I, I've had so many times with the Lord where he said to me, you know, you, you think you see one moment of my love and, and that's it, but it's not. Like there's so much more. And for all of your life and for all of eternity, you will be discovering the depth of my love and you will never graduate. Like you will never get to a place where you go, I've got, like I've got it. Like I have totally uh, received the, the fullness of his love. We can't contain it. And I was thinking as you were sharing my 
beautiful friend, Catherine Ruanala, she always says, I pray for supernatural strength to be able to contain and hold his love because I, mm. I just, I physically, like I come into his presence and I have that moment where I encounter his love and I'm undone and I'm like, I can't take anymore, but I want so much more. So please give me more of a supernatural strength to be able to to carry and live in the depth of this love that my mind just can't even comprehend. Like it's so much bigger than I could ever hope, imagine or dream. And uh, and so I love that because we do have a choice in those moments to turn and to hide ourselves in the anchor that is Christ and the anchor that is his love. That will never change. Our circumstances change but he never changes and his love never changes. So I can continue to turn and hide myself in that place and I find strength and I find peace and I find um, this place of comfort no matter what is going on around me, no matter the storm. That's the place where I hide in him. And so then I can walk through uh, life and through the storms as an overcomer, as a victor, but also as somebody who is then releasing that love through even some of the hardest and darkest times that I'm walking. And, and that I think is just, isn't it such a beautiful um, story that, and a beautiful plan of the Lord, you know, that even through the journeys that we walk, it's not just about us encountering him and us uh, continually falling deeper in love with him, but his eyes are also on the people around us that are kind of come and feast like the, it says in Song of Songs, like you become a feast table that others would come and feast from um, my intimacy and my my place of encounter in his love. Like mm-hmm. I just I think that's, that's beautiful. And I just want to say this as well because I felt like this was a word for some ladies uh, that you're listening. Lana, when you were talking um, about, I think you were talking about, um, yeah, your family and and we had the the two car accidents and you said these words, he already had a solution. And those words, when you said it, I felt it drop. And I went, oh, okay. And then it reminded me this morning I was um, I was getting ready and one of my children uh, is walking through some stuff at the moment and as a mama my heart is just so weighted. And if I'm in my own strength like in my own mind, I am like I could be in worry and, and fear and, and anxiety. And so I've just been laying it to the Lord. Lord, I don't know what to do. There's no manual that came with this child. Like I need help. And as I'm sitting uh, this morning, just getting ready, the Lord says to me, you know, I, I, uh, I've got a solution for this. And I said, oh, can I, can I have it, please? And within a moment, the Lord took me back to the place where this particular thing has happened and landed in my child's life. And in a moment, I went, oh, my gosh. I can see, like now I can see the solution. I can see your way of how to partner with you in this now to see greater healing and freedom in my child's life. And I was overwhelmed in that moment that it wasn't like the Lord just went, oh, Lana, I finally just figured out how we're going to work this out. It was a moment where the Lord said, hey, relax, I've got this. I've always had this. I've had a solution before this even came up. Now here it is. Here it is. And through your your looking and your prayer, like you've positioned yourself, now I'm revealing. And that just to me brought such a comfort and such a, um, a place of strength to me, especially as a mother, that he's already got these solutions and he loves my children more than I love my children. They're his children. And so in that place, I, I don't turn... I intentionally am not turning to look at the situation and look at the the things that could cause me to be really anxious or really fearful, but just continuing to hide myself in him and his love. You love my child more than I do, so I need to hear from you. Like I need that solution. And when you said that, Lana, I just felt like there were some ladies that were listening that you may be in a situation right now and the temptation is that there could be to lean into fear or to lean into worry or to come under things. But I really felt when Lana shared those words that there was a real encouragement from the Lord that you can exhale and you can rest in him because he's got you and there is already a solution. He's already got the way planned for you 
to walk out of this and to walk into um, what what he's planned and even what the enemy meant for harm. He has a plan to turn it for good. And so I just felt like just to release that and just jump on that because there was a, a real weight that I felt like some ladies may be carrying in your hearts and on your shoulders of, of just feeling really weighted down and the Lord wants to encourage you that there is, he's got this and there's a solution for you um, in him. And I want to I echo that too, Lana, because as you were sharing, I was having a memory come to my mind. Um, you know, one of our daughters has walked through a long health battle and it's affected communication and, you know, language and all sorts of different things. And there's times, there was a time more recently where, you know, I laid in her floor of her room while she was having an episode and I just like my son came in to check on me and I was like, you know what? I'm okay. Everything's okay. I need you to just shut the door. And let me have a moment. I laid on the floor of her room and just cried out to the Lord and just cried because it was like, man, I'm so tired. I'm so done with this. You know, we've, we've, we've gotten words from the Lord. We've prayed. I know we've seen things and it, and it got, we've seen what the Lord has planned and we see what his heart is and his intentions are. And yet, you know, in the natural, there's things in front of you that are speaking the opposite of what you know you've heard, what you hope for. Um, and it can kind of come in in that place, especially when it comes to your children. It can really mess with your mind in that place to say, well, did you really, are you really sure? Is is God actually going to do the things that you think he's said to you? And I remember just kind of having this moment where I thought I stopped and I spoke to Lord and I said, you know what? You showed me enough all of the times you, you've spoken so many times of how intimately involved you are in this process. You've, mm -hmm. you've done things, you've shifted things, you've spoken things. And while I'm not psyched that it's taking a while, that's not mine to hold. Like mm -hmm. that's not mine to try to, to hang on to that's up. That's him. That's his process. And we'll, we'll cooperate with it. But the point that I'm trying to make is when you come to that place of taking yourself back in and putting yourself back in that place of love of he loves me and he loves her more than I ever physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually could love her. Yeah. And he wants her to be well and whole and happy and flourishing and thriving it's like that shift comes, that mm -hmm. alignment comes and you get to clear the way and you see that's not from the Lord. That thinking right there is not from him. That can get out. That's not from him either. And this is, and I'm going to align myself to that. Now I'm not saying it's easy mm -hmm. or it's awesome or it always feels wonderful because there's, it's a battle. I mean, there's no nice way to say that. Um, but I've also learned in this process and, and what I was thinking of when both of you were sharing was allowing our children to see us walk with him models that pattern of what that looks like. And that's easy to do when things are great. It's, it's when they really need to see it is when things are hairy and they're not, <laughs> they're not going great. So I didn't realize this. I was talking to my, my oldest two the other day and our home was hit by a tornado back in end of February and we were all in it and it was a thing. Um, but I didn't realize that I hadn't shared with them what the Holy Spirit was saying to me the whole day before it happened. Mm. Like they didn't know. And I did, and I, it like dawned on me because I mentioned something and my oldest son, my oldest, my son said, mom, I didn't know that. And so I sat down and I told them, I said, okay. So that morning I went out and I was running errands and the Holy Spirit told me to go get new flashlights for you guys. And I said, and I almost didn't do it. I almost thought, no, I'll do that later. And then he urged me again. So I made the left turn and I went and I got you guys flashlights and I brought it home. And then he told me to pass out the flashlights and have everybody do a practice round of what it would look like for us to go into our tornado shelter. So, wow. I, and, and even at that point I thought, oh, I'll have, I'll have Scott do it. I'll have my husband do it. And Holy Spirit said, no, just go in there and start it. And I said, okay. So I went in there and I started it and we practiced it. Everybody did great. They knew exactly where to go. Um, it was things like that, that had happened the entire day that for wow. me being in it, I saw it and I thought, you knew, mm. 
And, yeah. and you made sure that they not only were practiced, they had flashlights, they knew exactly where to go because this thing happened so fast that our neighbors that were three, two houses down, they didn't even get into their shelter. The, the dad was carrying one of their children down the stairs and everyone was fine, but, but we did. And I think that that's largely because of the Holy Spirit preparing us and saying, okay, you know, and Scott and I moved quickly, <laughs> but that was part of that was that urging of like, get up and go, get up and go. Um, so allowing them to see you in your process of walking with him when you feel like you get it right. And then when you feel like you're still learning and you're still working those things out because we all are, that gives them the permission to do that. And it also allows them to feel his love that Jesus loves me so much. He's going to talk to my mom and have my mom help make sure that things are set up so that I'm kept safe so that I'm protected or so that, you know, a really hard situation is not as difficult or that we're just cared for. So there's a beautiful invitation in that for all of us to allow our children to see our process, allow them to see our relationship with Jesus. And, you know, sometimes that's easier said than done because I'm kind of a, a private person when it comes to that. I, I kind of like to keep, that's just my stuff. And I, you know, it, he's had to stretch me to say, Courtney, share those things that are learning things for you share with them when you've had to repent or change your mind about something, because they need to know that that's okay, that that's what, what they're supposed to do. So. I love that. I love that. Because um, the thing is our kids learn relationship through us. That's their first basis of relationship. So if they see how relationship with the father and how he is so intentional and he is and he's just so loving because, I mean, mm. the whole preparation for your family, mm. he was intentional of speaking and saying, do this. And then, you know, and you were obedient. So you you were attentive to his voice and you responded and they see that. But even in the moments where we make mistakes, the power it has to apologize to your child is yes. mind blowing. I mean, yeah. the moments where we sit in our car and we have to say, I'm sorry, I just, I failed you. <laughs> <laughs> Those yeah. moments stay with them. It marks them. It makes them aware that, you know, that you, I'm still loved in a relationship. Even if people make mistakes, I can make mistakes and I'm still loved. I'm still chosen. My parents still choose me, even if I make a mistake, and they still love me for me. So that whole thing about just being real, just being mm. honest, just and still being accepted and loved, all of that gets expressed for us, for our relationships with one another as adults, our relationships with our kids, but mostly our relationship with the father, the moments that they see us crying on our on the floor, like, you know, that gut wrenching groaning before mm. the Lord. and when there's then when prayers weren't answered in the way we expected then untangling that with them you know walking it out and 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 saying okay lord what are you what are you revealing of your heart for us in this situation what are you mm. revealing of our own heart to us is there something you know that we we place an expectation that was not ours to place on it you mm. know and, and having those moments of saying ah, actually things didn't work out because there's a lot of things in life that don't work out and if it doesn't work out it's deemed as failure but it's not deemed as failure actually it's deemed as moments of of invitation for revelation that's how we start viewing it now and saying well actually our prayer didn't come out this way but the lord knew best he always knows best he knows more than we know and for them to see that we live and from that reality, we don't have to have all the answers also. There's just so much freedom for them to experience that with us and through us. Wow. So good. So good. I don't know how we're at 53 minutes already, how, but we are. <laughs> how is that possible? Oh, my goodness me. Time flies when you're having fun, girls. Yes, it does. <laughs> Lana, Lana E., would you just honor us and would you pray over us and would you pray over the ladies that are listening however you feel holy spirit led i just 
um, you know, as you share, there's such a peace mm. and there's such a grace. And it's almost like I, I, I feel like the invitation for forgiveness, whether it's forgiving ourselves or just receiving that, I just, that just feels really thick to me um, mm. right now. And I would just love it if you would, would pray however you feel the Holy Spirit led, because this just really feels like a, a tender time. Mm. Oh, oh, Jesus. We are just in awe and wonder of you and what you've done for us, how you have already provided solutions for the problems that we carry in our hearts. And just today as, as women, we just come again and we just come and lay our problems at your feet. Father, we've been carrying these burdens, these questions, these um, wonder points. And we've come to a point where we don't know what the solutions are. We've come to a point where we feel frustrated, actually. Mm -hmm. And and a, and we need clarity. And But we're coming now and we're lying, laying this in front of you and saying, Jesus, this is yours to carry. We now declare and, and accept your revelation around this, your solution around this. We come and we just come and surrender in your embrace we feel how you are just drawing us closer into your arms and just putting our heads on your chest. And we're just taking this time to listen to your heartbeat, the rhythm of your heartbeat. And we just come and yield our rhythms, our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, our struggles, everything to you. And we just step into the freedom, Father, the freedom that you've given us, the love you've given us. And we just ask that you wrap us with your love, that it's been entangled and that we are infused with it. For at every moment, at every stop point, at every pause moment, at every question, at every challenge, that we fall back into your embrace of love. And we sit in these moments and we ask you to reveal your heart for us. Father, and even in those places that we are still hiding in, we ask that you will gently come into those places and reveal your heart to us there too. Your, your words, your thinking around it, your revelation around it, Father. And we just yield into your arms, yield to dance to the rhythm of, of your heart, of your desires for us, Father. And we ask that your joy will overflow for us, Father, because we have joy because you've given it for us, Father. You are the joy, the oil of joy that is in our hearts. It's from the love that you, your sacrificial love, that we can have the oil of joy. And we are so grateful for it. So grateful to just be loved by you, designed by you, desired by you, Father. You desire us. You desire to spend time with us. You desire to hear us call your name. You desire for us to just sit with you and let you just wrap your arms around us. Father, that just blows my mind to think you desire us so deeply that you want our eyes to lock with your eyes. So here we are today again, and we just lock our eyes with your eyes. And we say thank you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for calling us by our names. Thank you for the purposes and plans that you have for us. Thank you for the voices that you've given us. Thank you for the hearts of compassion that you've given us. Thank you that you're increasing our capacity to love and to understand love and to be love, Father. Mm. We just glorify your name. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Wow. So sweet. What a sweet time. I just feel that such sweetness of his presence. It's just so beautiful. Lana, thank you so much, my friend, for being with us today. It has been a real delight. I've loved it. Beautiful. Thank you, ladies. I love sitting with you and just, yeah, going on adventures and exploring. It's, it's been blissful. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> sure good. I, oh, I just feel this weighty peace, like, ah, oh, oh. beautiful, oh. beautiful sailor. It's beautiful. 
Lana, for um, our lovely listeners uh, to follow along with you, what is the best way that they can do that? Well, they can find me either on Instagram with Lana Engelbrach or Facebook, or I have a website called heartfiledwellness.co.nz. So, yeah, there's various ways, but I do respond on messages. I quite like chatting. I'm quite a conversational kind of person. So, feel free to send me a message. <laughs> So good. Well, ladies, I encourage you to follow along with Lana. For those of you that are listening uh, on the podcast, if you just uh, look at the um, look at Lana's name, Lana, is your Instagram handle just your name? Yes. Yes. So just type in Lana's name in Instagram and you'll be able to uh, follow along with her as well. Well, lovely lady. If you're just listening, if you're just listening and you're not watching, her last name is spelled E N G E L B R E C H T. So, thank you. Just throwing that out there. Absolutely. Go. Sorry. You got me. Thank you. Teamwork. So good. High five. All right, lovely ladies. Thank you so much uh, for joining us for another episode of Zion's Company of Women podcast. We love you and we look forward to being with you again next week. Bless you. We hope that this podcast has blessed you and we have been blessed by bringing it to you today. If you would like to see more of what Zion's Company of Women is about, please check out our website, zionscompanyofwomen.com. We pray that your